This is a very serious podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to this episode of Splanknicks. Today, Hannah and I are going to continue our discussion of tabletop gaming. Welcome to Splanknicks, the Society for the Preservation of Literature, the Arts, Numinosity, Culture, Humor, <laughs> Nerdiness, Inspiration, Creativity, and Storytelling. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks. I'm Claire T. Walker, independent author and um, your host of Splanknicks. Um, your other host is Hannah Kubiak. This is my daughter. And we are uh, talking about all things, you know, nerdy, culturally, numinosity. Mm -hmm. We need to define that word at some point. It means luminous, right? It does. It does. Luminous and more. But for now, we will continue our uh, topic of uh, tabletop gaming. Uh -huh. um, last time we were... In the previous episode, we were talking about the types of games. Right. Yes. Okay, we were talking about Ameri-style games mm -hmm. versus Euro games and mm -hmm. how those are thematically and, and, and mechanically different and how the wind conditions are quite different for those games. Yeah. And they just feel different mm -hmm. and they oftentimes look pretty different. But uh, what I wanted to do uh, to start this episode was talk about types of gamers. There are people come to games for, for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And with different goals in mind when they play. Yeah. Um, what you were saying, at the, what we were talking about at the end of our last episode reminded me that we should talk about this. Yep. Because um, <laughs> I think you and I are very similar in the type of gamer that we are. Yeah. But let me, go ahead, and, let me go ahead and define these. And, and then, we, and then we, can, we can put ourselves into a box. Okay. Which we will then try to escape from. Anyway, so the types of gamers. Now, the, these three types of gamers come from an article written by Mark Rosewater of um, uh, Magic the Gathering. Oh, okay. Let me just double check and make sure I got his name right. Because remember how uh, we had Hayden Christensen's his name? His name is uh, Rose Markwater. Rose Markwater. <laughs> Mark Rosewater, yeah. Um, and he talked about three types of gamers. Mm -hmm. And they go by the names of Spike, Johnny, and Timmy. Now, Spike, yeah. as his name may imply to you, Spike wants to win. Mm -hmm. He wants to win at all costs, and he wants to win as many games as possible. In the uh, in one of the articles, I think Mark um, has uh, written the original version of his article and then an updated version of his article, where he's called um, "Player Archetypes uh, Revisited." Mm -hmm. In uh, see that one, "Revisited" came out in two thousand six, almost a year ago. Wow, March twentieth, two thousand six. He revisited this topic. He that talked was, about Spike. Now, that was fourteen years ago. Sorry. What did I say? You said a year ago. A year ago? Oh, 2006. <laughs> <laughs> nice math, Claire. Yeah. Okay, so Revisited came out in 2006. I have no idea what year it is. I don't know. I okay, must it's, why, it's why I'm here, I yes. guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Hannah. You're welcome. I was wondering why you were looking at that. Like, what does... Huh? Nope. 2006. Okay. Revisited. Yep. Okay, so Spike wants to win, and he wants to win as many games as possible. In that article from 2006, yeah, 14 I, years one year ago, ago. <laughs> 14 <laughs> years ago, it says that if Spike plays 10 games and he wins nine of them, mm -hmm. he goes away from that unhappy because he didn't win all 10 games. Huh. He wants to win at all costs. I think another uh, phrase that you could use to describe Spike would be he's a... He's a power gamer. Right. He might possibly be a min-maxer. 
Mm-hmm. Um, an optimizer. Yeah. He's the kind of person who, uh, if he's playing, you know, Destiny or Magic or Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh, he mm-hmm. will, um, if, if he's um, if he wants to build his own decks, mm-hmm. he will test them exhaustively until they are winning. Right. Have a high win percentage. Making a meta deck. He will make a meta deck, mm. exactly. Or if if he if Spike doesn't have time to build decks, he will go online and net deck. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes people criticize people for net decking, which means to go on the internet, find a deck list that you want to play, and bring it to your tournament and play it. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that, because it takes a lot of time to build and test a deck. Right. If you're trying to be competitive. Um, so I you know, I do that, and I, and I sometimes will modify it if I don't have all the cards on the list, for example. If you're playing Dungeons & Dragons with yeah. Spike... He will pick the race with the best bonuses. Yeah. He will pick the. Well, you the cl- you want to you want to do that, but you, you do. But he yeah. will. He always does this. Oh. Okay. Like I, th- I think a spike type player will always play the same race and class. Um, he's like your player who's got this massive fighter and he does hundreds of points of damage every every time. Now the next one is Johnny. Okay. Okay. Johnny also wants to win, but he doesn't necessarily want to win conventionally. Mm-hmm. In fact, whatever the conventional wisdom is, Johnny wants to go opposite of that. Mm-hmm. He wants to try and win with an anti-meta deck mm-hmm. or do something that is very different, yeah. something no one else would think of. He values originality of approach. Okay. He wants to do this in an original way. Now, I have to say that when it comes to um, you know sort of the competitive destiny that I played, I, mean, mm-hmm. I was not high-powered or tier yeah. one player by any means, but I tended to be this way. Like, yeah. whatever the meta deck was, whatever the top tier deck was that everyone was playing, Yeah, I didn't want to play that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to play, if I could, a deck that could possibly beat that one. Yeah. But I didn't just want to play the thing that everybody was playing. Right, yeah. You know? I um, think, would my, would my um, scoundrel deck fit into this? Yeah, the one where you've got Han Solo and Lando Calrissian. Yeah, where yeah, but, it's not super overpowered or anything, but it can win. Yeah, it's not a meta deck. You didn't you no. didn't test it exhaustively on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, online with with mm-hmm. other players, and you didn't get together with your playgroup and test and add cards and did it. You uh-huh. built the deck that you wanted to build. Yeah, um, it's one of my favorite decks I've ever built. It's, it's and fun. it's good and it's good. Yeah, so Johnny is an unconventional win. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, you know. Uh, and, and they, they, they want to win, but they want to win in a different way. Yeah. So they try to undermine the system and, and, and mm-hmm. uh, figure out the silver bullet to the, to the meta decks, maybe. Right, right, right. So what kind of D&D player is, is, uh, is Johnny? Um, oh, gosh. Johnny's the one who plays the half-orc wizard, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, where it's just something unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a character that, yeah, no one is, is, is going to play that. Yeah. Know? And they'll do, do it differently. Or the, you know... Um, or maybe, uh, maybe the, the player character that's, that's a goblin or something, you know, something uh-huh. interesting, something, something yeah. that's definitely can't be maximized or optimized yeah. or anything. Yeah. Uh, I guess maybe, maybe Grog, you know, Travis Willingham's barbarian, he was, he was pretty maxed out in some ways, but yeah. his poor intelligence really, <laughs> uh-huh. really, uh, hampered him sometimes. Yep. Maybe not. But anyway, so, mm-hmm. so you get Johnny, right? Or there's, if we're going to talk about critical role, there's the, um... There's the goblin in the second campaign, right? That's what I was played by of. Sam Regal. Yeah, that I I believe that her charisma score total 
is four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, in a conventional board game, I don't know, um, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, Johnny might want to play cards that, uh, try to, try to play or do things that are considered sort of mm -hmm. not the best strategy, but just see if he can make it work. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So just wanting into the garbage chute to be in your deck just because it's funny. Is that? That's Timmy. Oh, that's Timmy. That's Timmy. Okay. Sorry. But, I jumped the gun on you that. You did a little bit, but let me jump into Johnny. Um, what was I going to say? Um, Johnny, my, oh, I know, Johnny playing cards, he's, the, if you're playing hearts, Johnny yeah. wants to shoot the moon. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Timmy. Mm -hmm. Timmy is the type of game player who, he's just there to have fun. Mm -hmm. He has joy in the process of the game. Mm -hmm. uh, Johnny doesn't necessarily care whether he, or Timmy, I'm, I'm sorry, Timmy doesn't necessarily care whether he wins or loses. He's there yeah. to have fun. Yeah. He's there to play. Um, cards that are fun, he plays into the garbage chute because right. it's a funny card. It is considered a good card, by the way. But yeah, yes, but that's one still, of the reasons. It's, it's one of my favorite cards in Star Wars Destinies, into mm -hmm. the garbage chute. I also thought that... Um, one of my favorite is Torment. Yeah. Just because it's so... Because you play it on Kylo Ren. And, yeah, and, and it's so thematic, and it just it fits so much, where it's... you. What is it? You do damage to yourself to get resources? Is that that's, what it is? That's Enrage. Oh, and Rage. What yeah. is Torment? Torment is it's an upgrade that you add to Kylo Ren. Right. And every time he is damaged, oh, you gain a resource. That's right. Every so time it's similar. Okay. It's similar. Got it. Got um, it. But, yeah, so so, so Timmy just <laughs> is having fun with this. So maybe your, your scoundrel deck might even be a Timmy deck. Maybe, yeah. I once built a deck that was uh, Darth Vader mm -hmm. and um, a TIE fighter pilot mm -hmm. and a bunch of TIE fighters. Right. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah. Okay? And, um, would Gungans be? Gungans could definitely be a Timmy type deck. <laughs> Gungans. Although there, um, it could also be a Johnny deck because um, there was a, a year or two ago there was a, a summer store championship won by a Gungan deck. Awesome. You know, and that's I love that. Yeah. I love the sound of that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so Timmy's there to have fun in the process. He's going to play cards that are silly, mm -hmm. yeah, or just funny, yeah. Um, things like, um, yeah. Yeah, enrage, you know, funny cards like that. Mm -hmm. um, like there's a, they they might be much more YOLO as well, you know. Yeah. Like, um, there was a card that um, it was discard the top card of any player's deck, mm -hmm. deal indirect damage to that to a player based on the number of costs of that card. Yeah. And um, so I had that card in a in a deck, and I would always discard my other uh, my opponent's card. Yeah. Because I wanted to see if I could have him do damage to himself with his own card. Yeah. You know? So that's a that's a very, very Timmy Timmy type of, type of process. Right. Timmy yeah. is playing jank. Yep. Because he likes it, because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Yeah. Means it's fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now, having said those things, mm -hmm. what type of player do you think you are? Me? Goodness. <clears throat> I'm an aspiring Johnny. That's what I am. You're a Timmy, but you're an aspiring Johnny? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm definitely a Timmy. When I, when if I'm, I, yeah, if I, if I won more games, I would be a Johnny, but okay. as it is, it's okay. just kind of, oh. When it comes to um, Star Wars Destiny, the competitive card game that I play, mm -hmm. I go back and forth. It depends on where I'm playing. Right. If I'm getting ready for a, uh, like a prime tournament yeah. or a store championship, mm -hmm. I'm a Johnny. Yeah. I do not want to play the meta deck, mm -hmm. but I want to play something that's good. Yeah. That's going to be decent. Yeah. That's why I played um, Maul mm. at two of my primes, and I played... Um, 
uh, Obi Wan Kenobi and R two D two at another prime, and right. then I played Kylo and Phasma at my, mm. at my fourth prime that I went to. Yeah, and uh, top eight did two primes. Nice. So I was happy. I did not, you know, do amazingly well. There's a, there are players who um, in Destiny they they always bring the same deck to the store week after week after week right. after week. Those are spikes. Right. They're there to win. <laughs> um, some players play bring a different deck to the store every time because they want to try this one. I want to mm-hmm. try this one. I want to try that one. Mm-hmm. Those are Timmy's. Mm. That's what I would like to do. Um, I don't do yeah. as much um, as I want to, but you know, casual games I just build build Timmy decks, just uh-huh. fun fun thematic yeah. decks. So and then definitely as a Dungeons and Dragon player. Dungeons and Dragons player, I'm a Timmy, mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm probably a Johnny in that way. Because I sort of... I sort of optimize a little bit, but I do it to... Be very risk. I, I do it... I take... I take... Yeah, I take risks, and I try and do stuff that's different. <clears throat> um, doing things... Because it fits the character and not because it will end well for my character. Right. That's very much a Timmy thing. Yeah. yeah. And Spike, yeah. who's at the table with you, will get angry at you for doing yeah. that. Because you're not, you're not yeah. going to get through this with you playing like that. Yeah. That was, I, yeah. Um, I've been playing mm-hmm. this ranger rogue that's kind of, kind of a cowboy kind of person. Yeah. She's like a gunslinger. Think Sharon Stone from The Quick and the Dead. Okay. She's yeah. just kind of... She's kind of surly and very quick on the draw and everything. And um, we had this thing where um, our druid, who she kind of she kind of tries to take care of, the druid goes up to this lake and he's like, "I'm gonna go look into the look into the into the water." Um, and she's hanging back for once. Usually she goes with him everywhere. And um, this creature basically burst out of the <laughs> lake clawed him twice basically one shot him he was down really yes and so my um my gunslinger yeah was so mad because her initiative was really low as well and usually she's right up at the top so everyone else got to react to this and she didn't (laughs) so then what she ended up doing was she just insulted the creature yeah and yelled at it because she because she like she ran forward to help the guy yeah and she didn't have, and she, like she used all of her actions, yeah, she and she dashed. Could, and she, yeah, she dashed, so yeah. she couldn't shoot at the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she still wanted to do something aggressive, so yeah. she taunted it. Yeah, I was like, "Come on, come and get me, ugly!" <laughs> and then the guy said, "Well, he's definitely noticed you." And I'm like, "That's fine. That's perfect. You just leave <laughs> the druid alone." Like, nice. So nice. Just doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And That's some good. some people were kind of like, oh, "What are you doing?" Like. <laughs> say well i'm just don't, trying to add some flavor here like yeah. i'll add flavor even though that's, i get penalized that's for timmy it. that's timmy yeah. for sure mm-hmm. that's great yeah, yeah <laughs> well, my thing where i wanted to roll a dice and see if i became a zombie or not you know right like, yeah okay. exactly okay. all right yeah awesome <laughs> so that um those are the types of gamers so you know sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes those those three player archetypes don't necessarily mix well but mm. sometimes they do um yeah. when you're um when you're playing well, let's talk about this for a second. There are um, there's a video I watched recently um, called "The Enemies of Gaming." Yep, and it was talking about different things that can. Um, uh, it, 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 those it was a really funny list. It ranged from things like enemies of gaming, toddlers, yeah, to body odor, yeah, to 
um, sort of pretty pretty serious psychological things, like yeah, like something called alpha gamers. Yeah, was one thing mentioned. That's psychological. Yeah, so that's considered. You know, they they call it enemies of gaming. I'm sure that that's a pretty strong word, but yeah, could be yeah. Uh, you, you can take it tongue in cheek. I mean, let's, let's let's be frivolous with it. Enemies of gaming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The alpha gamer is there to win, mm. and if that means uh, stepping over, stepping onto another player's agency, mm. they will do that. I sometimes do things that I know aren't a good idea, <laughs> just because an alpha gamer told me not to. <laughs> okay, nice, <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, I do too. Sometimes oh. I, I just will. Yeah. Oh no, no! Don't, don't, don't touch the door. Touch. I touch. I touch the <laughs> I door. Touch the door. And I, oh, it. Nothing happens. Oh, see? Yeah. <laughs> it explodes. It explodes. No. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. So, yeah. So that that could be um, an enemy. Okay. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons has led me to believe that way more things will explode when you touch them <laughs> than is actually going to. Well, also, if you went through life mm-hmm. the way people play Dungeons and Dragons, you would murder every single person you met. Actually, yeah. Sometimes you 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 get to the end of something, you say, "Why did I kill that man?" Oh gosh, what have I done? Well, it's because <laughs> it, when you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, you it automatically. I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, as soon as you you sort of go along with a non-player character and you and you and you play along with him and you mm-hmm. and you allow that person into your group, sure as shooting, that person is going to end up stabbing you in the back later. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but then you know, I, I've had this case where I, I saw someone behaving suspiciously as a player character. I was like, well, I attack him. It turned mm-hmm. out that person would have been a very good helper. Yep. But, yep. Uh, oh, yeah. So it's not good. I don't. I think that's an aspect of Dungeons and Dragons that is actually yeah. a problem. Yep. <laughs> Because um, when you're when you're going through a game and you're and murder you're playing, hobos, murder hobos, yeah, yeah, that, I do not enjoy that. Yeah, that 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 way of playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. Um, I've tried to talk to NPCs before, but well, they yeah, it's the ones that you talk to always end up being they end up stabbing yeah. you in the back, and then the ones that you that you decide to engage in in combat, they turn out to be yeah, people would have helped you. It's, or it's, no, it's just it's Murphy's Law. I try to speak to them. And somebody else says, I've had enough of this. We have to get on with the quest. I shoot them. Oh, gosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've been in groups where that happened, too. Yep. Yeah. Wait, no. What are yeah. you doing? Um, yeah, you know, um, I was watching um, Matt Colville's D&D, Dungeon Mastering Channel. Oh, course. Matt Colville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that he he's seen players quit the game because of the way another player was behaving. They were, like, interrupting mm-hmm. a an interrupt in a fun interaction that that player was having with a non-player character. Yeah. And he did exactly what you just said. I'm getting tired of this. I shoot that character. Yeah. And the player who was engaging with the non-player character. Yeah. Apparently like went up to Matt afterwards and said, well, I guess I didn't realize that this was this kind of game. Yeah. And I really don't want to play this anymore. And mm-hmm. Matt's like, well, what kind of game? You mean, and he said, well, I didn't realize that this was a game where other players could deliberately ruin another player's fun. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's a problem. I in, guess it depends on whether you're a storyteller or not. Yeah, but having to win at all costs mm-hmm. is uh, it makes it unpleasant for other players, you know, um, especially if you're a bad sport. <laughs> and yeah, if you're, and if you're really going to win all the time, I mean, winning is not super important to me. But even I get sick of losing all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So another another type of uh, problem potentially with with games would be, um, I asked this question um, when I was kind of thinking about this episode. Um, tabletop gaming 
is a is a wholesome and uh, absorbing pastime, right? right? Yeah. Well, when does a wholesome and absorbing pastime turn into an addiction? Um, because these collectible, expandable right. games, and um, endlessly, there are endless top ten lists yep. online. There are endless lists of this is the best game ever, and mm-hmm. there are thousands, thousands, mm-hmm. and thousands of games come out every year. Yeah. Well, you just have to not do that, I guess. Right, but <laughs> it could definitely turn into an addiction. Uh huh. You know? um, especially like um, when you're talking about something like like one of those collectible card games, right? Where you purchase random packs. Yes. You never know what's going to be in that pack mm-hmm. of you know five to fifteen cards, whatever your game is. Yep. You're, you're, it's like being at a casino. Yes, it is. You're chasing it, and and mm-hmm. um, I'm sure that if they if they measured the 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 dopamine hits that that occurred in the brains of people opening booster packs of their yeah. card game. Right. Yeah. Um. So, I, I think you know the best thing that that I could say to um to avoid your your game playing um enthusiasm mm-hmm. from turning into an addiction. Yeah. Is to not get involved in a collectible card game. Yeah. Just don't. Because you know what? Can I say something? Sure. I'm actually kind of glad that Star Wars Destiny is ending. Uh huh. Because it was getting to be a little much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, mean, go ahead. it's good to basically know that you have what you need to play a game to its full potential. Mm-hmm. You know? just Like a game that's just a game and it doesn't have any expansions or booster packs or anything like that. It's nice to have, okay, this is the game mm-hmm. and I'm not missing out on anything by not having anything else. Right. Like this game. Or knowing, okay, I have the whole set now, I'm good to go. Like um, Netrunner. Yeah. They're done making new cards and everything, so you know that you have it all. Yep. And you don't have to be thinking about, I don't know. That drives me a little bit nuts sometimes. It's just the sheer volume of stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm still a little bit more of a hobby player of Star Wars Destiny. Mm-hmm. There are... There are um, dozens of characters that I've never played a deck with them in it. Same. And Same here. There are, there are probably hundreds of cards that I've never used in a deck before. I haven't familiarized myself with the last, the last pack yet or the last box. And there's a new box already. My brain has, has problems with that of the always being behind kind of thing. And it's because, I think it's because I'm one of those joy-in-the-process people. Like, I, I'm still enjoying playing my scavenger deck. So I'm just going to keep playing my scavenger deck, even though I could, you know, experience something else. It's kind of like, well, I'm having joy in this. So mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't find it necessary to have everything. You want to have time to take something in, the yeah. experience. Yeah. It's sort of... Yeah, I like having the the fun of playing around with things and not so much breaking the system, I guess. Mm. I'm not interested in breaking the system. I'm interested in enjoying the system. Yes. You know? Okay. So if I'm still enjoying cards from a previous pack, even if they're out of rotation already, mm. I still want to use yeah. them yeah. and everything, you know? Yeah. 
And like, our, and like, like newer, newer and better is not always funner. Yeah. You know? Right. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, once the game goes out um, and it's not being supported anymore, mm-hmm. you can play whatever you want. I know. You know it'd be nice to just kind of, you know, goof around, have fun with these yeah. decks. Go back um, and yeah, play the original, um, the original R two P two. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, that would be fun. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm so I'm like actually looking forward to it. Sometimes they talk about how you know a community uh, led effort to continue the game may may occur, and, yeah. and that's fine. That that and that'd be a lot easier to keep up with than yeah. yeah. If you have a problem with addiction to acquiring board games, the the worst place you can go is Kickstarter. Oh Because they all sound amazing. Everything oh, sounds gosh. great. So. Yeah. I liked what you were saying about about the games and and about enjoying mm-hmm. what we've got. Yeah. Because you, you know what, fear of missing out is another mm-hmm. thing that is yeah. that is a that is a phenomenon in our world. And we remember um, they caught the old term for the internet. Was the information superhighway? Oh, have you yeah. ever heard that term? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I have. And and it was it was we talked about it being information overload being a problem, and it truly mm-hmm. is a problem. There's so many things coming at you, so many yeah. opportunities, so many things you can do, so many things you can get. That's for sure. Yeah. That if you do, if you don't get it, you you have fear of missing out. The best way to avoid fear of missing out is not to look at the commercials. Mm-hmm. Don't go on to Kickstarter. Don't watch every YouTube video about this thing. And, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, if you don't want to over shop and over buy mm-hmm. things, yep. don't go to the store. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. How are we doing for time, Hannah? Are we about done? We're about done, yeah. All right. Excellent. Well, that was fun. I uh, I really enjoyed talking about, about games. We hope that that um, sparked your interest. If, you, if, mm-hmm. you're, if you're new to tabletop gaming, um, I mean, Sellers of Catan is a great one to start with because Actually, they're having, yeah. they're having their... Um, their their new versions are going to come out this 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 month, I think, or this year. There are lots of, lots of great games um, for all sorts of um, interests and types and and um, mm. uh, preferences. You know, themes all over the place of, of different um, uh, of d- d- different interest groups. That's Should it. we sign off? Yeah, let's sign Excellent. off. Thanks, everybody. We're really <laughs> glad you were able to listen to this, and uh, we will see you next time. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.